discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. We are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places where you belong. I'd like to welcome you to our Soling Sunday service. Hallelujah. Tell anybody you are welcome. Wow. Is it not a blessing? Yes. And um, the purpose, the reason for this Sunday morning is to bring you knowledge concerning the Word of God in the light of the new life. Hallelujah. So, I want to welcome you once again. And I know that the Holy Spirit himself will talk to you in his own way, in one way or the other. Hallelujah. So, I'm sharing concerning 12 facts of the new man in Christ. 12. Say 12. 12 facts of the new man in Christ. 12 facts of the new man in Christ. Hallelujah. 12 facts of the new man in Christ. And there are so many facts of the new man in Christ, but I've just identified just about 12 of them to share with you this morning. But I, I don't know if we'll be able to share all the 12. Wherever we get to, it's fine, it's powerful. You know, so there's a problem that um, we have in this country, and I don't think it's only in this country, it's worldwide, because even when you travel to other places and you you ask um, about some of these things, you get um, the same answer. So you have a lot of people who are born again. Contrary to what most people think, a number of people are born again. How many of you are born again here? If you are born again, lift your hand. Lift your hand if you are born again. Check, check your neighbor. And, and ask your neighbor, are you, are you born again? Okay. But... Lift your hand and lift your hand and look. Just try and lift your hand very well, and look around you and see those who are not born again. You realize that we don't have many. Maybe just one or two people are not born again. Yes, especially in this country, you'll be surprised. Especially in the city uh, and other places, you'll be surprised that a lot of people are born again, but they don't know what it means. They don't understand what it means to be born again. They don't know. They don't have understanding at all. They are clueless of exactly what has happened to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, they are clueless. They don't, they don't know. And so you, you have a lot of Christians who are living a substandard Christian life. And some even doubt if they are even born again. So there are those who are born again, but they, they wonder if it is really... True, because when they check their lives and they check the way things are in their life, 
It's like it's not really balancing and flash it. Hallelujah. Is it true? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to use this as an opportunity, and I'm praying God gives us more opportunities to do this on even a bigger platform to bring knowledge of what has happened to us in a new bed. Do you see? Sometimes you ask someone, what does it mean to be born again? And the person may not be able to give you an answer. The person may not be able to give you a concrete answer to explain to you exactly what has happened. It's like going to school and not being educated. There are those who went to school, but they weren't educated. They passed their exams, but they, didn't, they weren't really educated. So there are a lot of things they don't, they don't really know. So many things. You have people who have finished school, university, who can't write CV? Is it true? They can't write, they can't write a CV. They can't, I mean, you, you, you employ them and they can't do much. They are, they are basically useless. It's true. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a struggle. You know, they are doing some intakes uh, for some of the service, um, civil service, uh, military, immigration, prisons, fire service, police service. You know that, right? One gentleman was asked why he wanted to get into the immigration. And he said because he, wa- he wants to get to the immigration because he wants to be a billionaire. Hey! On public TV. Hey! Um, can you imagine? On public TV, like, they're asking you, what, why do you want to join this particular service? And he says, because I want to be a billionaire. Yeah. You see, so he's gone to school, but there's something wrong. Is it true? What, what do you think? There's something wrong up here. It's like there's water in his brain or something. I mean, how, how can you talk? Even if you have that intention, you don't declare it. I don't know if you get it. If you, even if it's in your mind that you are coming in to become a, a, a billionaire, don't declare it. At least be, keep it secretly. But he said it on, on air. Openly, on Joy. My Joy TV, Joy News and all of that. It was amazing. I was surprised when I saw it. I was like, hey, this gentleman, is he serious at all? What do you think? Do you think he will get he will get the employment? He has fired himself by his own words. So even though uh, he, he's uh, he's gone to school, he's there's some high levels of foolishness in him. So it will prevent his success and prevent him from going as he's supposed to. Hallelujah. In the same way, you can be born again and not know exactly what has happened to you, and have a lot of problems. Meanwhile, that's not what God wants you to have. God wants you to be very comfortable, very excited in him, full of joy, full of goodness. But because you don't know what has happened, you'll be amazed at your lot in life. You'll be shocked. If you read in Ephesians, Ephesians is in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Maybe we can read from verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 8 so that you understand what he says. For by grace are you saved. Through faith, it is by grace that we are saved. It's not because of anything you do. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Salvation is the gift of God. You don't need to work for it. 
I don't know why you reject a gift that uh, is coming from God for, for no reason. I don't know why anybody would want to reject it. Some people reject salvation, and we, we honestly don't understand. It's like they've not gone to school. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For by grace are you saved through faith, then he says, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Then he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not of works. There's nothing you can do to cut God's, to, to bring salvation to you. There's nothing you can do or not do that will make salvation come to you. Salvation is very, very simple. All you need to do is to believe that Jesus is a son of God and believe that Jesus actually died and believe that Jesus rose from the dead when he died. That's all. And when you believe it, you confess with your mouth, you are born again. It's as simple as that. There's nothing, you don't, you don't need to be good to be born again. Sometimes people feel that before they can be born again, they need to be very good. Like you have to be very, very good. The, the, the level of your goodness will determine your salvation. It's, it's not like that. If you feel you're a very bad person, and you don't, you don't deserve God, and God does not deserve you, there are some people who feel that they are so bad, like I'm a weed smoker. I'm a drug dealer. I'm a womanizer. I'm a porn addict. I'm a gambler. Yeah. I am gay. I'm a lesbian. I'm a, a what, what else are you? I'm a froster. I'm a ritualist. I'm a porn actor. And yeah, now we have young people who act. Hey! Yes, it's a profession now. You, you, they watch you. Is it your Snapchat status, something like that? And then you act, and then you, are, you have paid customers. Then they pay you so that you can, you can eat. Maybe you feel you are, you are not correct. Actually, salvation is designed for you. Yeah, you are the one, you are the reason why Jesus came to die. Jesus didn't come to die for the good people. There were a lot of good people in Israel. The Pharisees were very, they felt they were very religious, very good, very powerful. Jesus called them brood of vipers. He called them snakes. He said all of them are snakes. They are, they are, they are of the devil. He said, you are of the devil. You are of your father, the devil. That's what Jesus said to them. Wow. But when he came to the masses, Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted. You know, there's no addiction that is fun. When you're addicted to something, you're addicted to we, or addicted to... It's, you know, you, you are losing money, you are losing a lot of things, but you can't help yourself. You are the reason why Jesus came. Jesus says, Jesus says I came so that I can heal those who are brokenhearted and heal those who, are, who feel they are captive. Set them free. If you feel you are captive to, to one thing or the other, you are the reason why Jesus came. So in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, the Bible says that for God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, not while we were good, but while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. So Jesus did not die for good people. Jesus died for bad people. Jesus died for sinners. If you feel you are a sinner, you are the reason why Jesus came. If you feel, you see, if you are a sinner, you know you are a sinner. I mean, you know there's something wrong with you. Yeah. 
you know, you just have a certain sense of guilt and a certain sense of discomfort and a realization of a coming judgment. You realize that it's like you are, not, you are bad. You can be having bad dreams. When you dream, you see yourself bending in hell or bending something. I mean, you don't need anybody to tell you that you're a sinner. Nobody needs to tell you. You now you know that there's something wrong with you. Wow. If you feel like that, you are the reason why Jesus came. Yeah. You are the reason why Jesus came. He came. And can you imagine that if you were the only person here on earth, Jesus would still have died for you. Yes. If you were the only one here on earth, Jesus would still have come to come and die for you. It's an amazing thing. Jesus did not die for general, whatever. He died for individuals. If, if you were here alone, he would still have come to die for you. Wow. That is how important you are to him. So, never reject the gift that he has given to you. And all the time, God calls out to you to receive that gift of salvation. He's always calling out. He calls out to young men, young men, all the time. Yes. Yeah. You see this microphone? If you see uh, someone using it to stir ice cream or stir cocoa by the roadside, what will you say to the person? What will you to say to somebody who is using a microwave as TV in his hall? Because microwave has a, I mean, it has a, a, a screen sort of. Is it true? Yeah. What will you say to such a person? There's something wrong, isn't it? Is it true? Yeah. There's something wrong. The only one who can tell what you were made for is the one who made you. Yeah. The one who made this thing says that it's, it's a microphone. It is for talking, not for eating. Yes. Someone made you too. His name is Jesus Christ. Jesus made you. And he is the one, he's the only one in whom you can find purpose and in whom you can find reason for existence. Without him, I mean, life is useless. Life is useless. Money. Is it money? You will get money, you will not, you will not know what you've been doing with it. Yeah. You'll be surprised. People get so much money, they don't know what to do with it. And the, the money ends up bringing a lot of bad things into their lives. Yeah, so many troubles. Before, you didn't like ladies. Now you are a womanizer because of small money that you have get. Yes. Yes. It is amplifying what, what was inside. Yeah. Wow. So it's a gift from your maker and you should never reject it. You have, to, you have to receive it. All through your life, at different points in your life, someone said, oh, let me chill a little. Let me enjoy my life a little. It, it depends on what you think enjoyment is. <laughs> Look at how many abortions you have done since you started like, your life. Small life. You have done so many abortions. Is that enjoyment? Is that en- it's not enjoyment. Yeah, someone just texted me this morning. HIV. The person is HIV now. I mean, in, in, a, in a bit to enjoy. I'm having sex all over the place. I'm having sex with this lady. This one. This one is thick tall. This one is short. This one is uh, slim. This one is big bottom. This one is big breast. This one is this. In the attempt to have a lot of enjoyment. He's now HIV. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. So don't wait until 
you, you get into a certain kind of trouble before you, you, you realize you need God. You, you, don't, you don't need to do that. You see, it's not, it's not just, it's about destiny, your destiny. You see, your destiny. Your reason for existing, your destiny. Why are you here? Why are you here? Why are you on earth? That, that, is, what is, in, that is what is in perspective. Your destiny. You know? The reason for your existence. There's a cemetery in America. Eh? When you're entering the cemetery, there's a statement written at the entrance of the cemetery. I was once like you. With hopes, aspirations, desires. Then when you enter and you are coming out, the other side of the placard, the post, has this writing. You will one day be like me. You will one day be like me. Dead. Without your hopes, aspirations, <laughs> and desires coming to pass. If you don't take your life seriously. You need to take your, you need to take your life seriously. Yes, you, you have to. Snap out of the, oh, I'm young. Hey, if you go under a tree, don't you see green leaves and brown leaves falling under the tree? You can just die at any time. Oh, yeah. It's not only old, these days, it's not old people who die. It's not only old people who die. Young, young people, so recently, just, there was a guy around here in this church. He just died. Is it 21 or 22? 22. He's gone. He's dead. He's dead. He's gone. Very small young man. Yeah. You see, so don't wait till you find yourself in trouble before you start looking for God. Because you may not, you, you, may, you may be born again, but you, you didn't fulfill your, the reason for your existence. You spent all your life smoking. You spent all your life uh, womanizing. You spent all your life doing foolish things. You never really built anything. You never really impacted anybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to be very, 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 very smart. Like, decide to be smart. Yes, decide to be smart. The best person who can help you is your maker. Yes, he's your maker. Your maker is the one who can help you identify the reason for your existence and bring satisfaction, real satisfaction into your life. There are a lot of people who are not happy. Oh. Lots and lots of people. You, you think money, money will bring... Yeah, money brings some happiness, but... You'll be surprised at how many rich men are lonely. They're sad and lonely. That is not, I'm trying to let you know that it, money is important, but that is, not the, that is not the only reason for life. Do you understand? Yes. So uh, you need to understand what it means. You see, because when Jesus came on earth, how many of you believe that Jesus is God? Give me a wave if you believe that Jesus is God. Yeah. Jesus is God, actually. The things Jesus did, nobody could have done. Has your father walked on water before? Yes. Jesus walked on water. He was not a magician. Don't say that Jesus went to India to go and collect powers. He never went to India to go and collect any powers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Has, is your grandfather back from the dead? Yeah, my grandfather died a lot. My father died about four years ago. He's not back from there. He's still, he's still dead. Yeah, he's still dead. Yesterday, someone called me and said, my father has died. And he was crying on the phone. And I was trying to encourage him. 
and I told him that, you see, this, this thing that you are crying about, everybody will go. Be prepared for your mother to go as well after some time. And be prepared for your uncle to also go. I mean, everybody, including you. Don't live your life like there's, there's no death. Death will come. It is part of it. But if you die without hope, the Bible says that if only in this life Christians have hope, in this, if they only have hope in this life, he says we are of all men most miserable. If only in this life we have hope, then we are of all men most miserable. Because being born again gives you an assurance of after this life. There's something after this life. Whether you like it or not, there's something after this life. Dead people are actually not dead. Yeah, dead people are actually not dead. There's somewhere they are. <laughs> and where you will be is dependent on your choice today. It's dependent on your choices today. We are in a time of... Uh, 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 it's a probationary period. This is a probationary period. How you are using the time and the life that has been given to you as a gift <laughs> determines how you will live your life after this place. It's so important. Are you here? Yeah. So if I should die today, I have hope. I have hope. Because Jesus is the hope that we have. Yeah. He's the hope we have. Because he rose from the dead, we know that which when we die, we will rise from the dead. Yes, and be with him. That is why you need to receive him into your life. Oh. It's so important. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't estimate some of these things. All jokes aside, you can have friends who joke and all of that, but Charlie, there are some things you don't joke with. When it comes to your salvation and those things, don't joke, don't look around. Don't f- see if somebody is going to give their life to Christ or someone is uh, considering the guy you came with or the lady you came with is considering giving. Listen, it's a personal, individual thing. Yeah. Do you share your boxer shorts with somebody? No. Do you share your panties with somebody? No. It's, it's personal. That is, it's, salvation is like that. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yeah, salvation is like that. It's like, it's like your boxer shorts or your panties. Hallelujah. So anyway, when, when you get born again, it is the beginning of a beautiful thing in your life. I mean, it is the most important thing that you can ever... Because you, you never start living until you give your life to Christ. When you give your life to Christ and you get born again, then your life, your actual life has started. When you give your life to Christ and get born again, then your actual life, your life has really, really, really begun. If you read in Genesis chapter 4 and Genesis chapter 5, there are two groups of people that are discussed. In Genesis chapter 4, Esau, okay, you know Esau. Did I say Esau? No, Cain, not Esau, Cain. Cain and Abel, Cain and, Cain and Abel, two, the two first male sons of, uh, um, uh, sons of Adam. Adam had more than two boys. He had girls as well, okay? Adam had girls. He gave birth to daughters. It's in Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, verse, uh, verse 4. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. Have you seen it? So Adam had other sons and other daughters that's, whose names are not mentioned. So people ask, hey, there was another civilization somewhere. When Cain killed his brother Abel, so it was Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel. Then Cain killed Abel. And Abel, uh, Cain found a wife. Where did Cain find his wife from? Uh, my friend, stop being foolish. It's, it's in the Bible. 
Adam had sons and daughters. Adam actually had some daughters before sons. So Adam's first children were, 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 were ladies. Ladies are very important. They were ladies. Yeah. So it's in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. You see it in Genesis 4.1. Look at Genesis 4.1. And Adam knew his wife or had sexual relations with his wife. And she conceived and begged Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, it is in this verse. Do you have any other verse? Other versions should say, at long last. This is Eve talking. Eve said, when, when Cain was born, Eve said, at long last, I now have a male child from the Lord. Do you have Amplified or any of those things? Message. Adam slept. Okay, this is BB. And Adam had connection with Eve's wife. Connection. Do you understand connection? It's a connection. And she became with child and gave birth to Cain and said, I have got a man from the Lord. Do you see? I have what? Got a man from the Lord. Because she had women from the Lord. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. ISV says it very well. Yes. Who has ISV on their, in their Bible? Yes, ISV. What does it say? Later, Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve. She became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, I have given birth to a male child, the Lord. Have you seen it? I have given birth to what? A male child, the Lord. Because she had female children. So Cain married one of his sisters and moved away to go and start another civilization in the other place. Now when Cain, Cain killed his brother and left the presence of God, when he left the presence of God, he went to do so many nice things. If you go down in Genesis chapter 4, you see it. Cain is the father of those who started music. Cain, Cain was an, he, he had inventors coming out of him. The first people to bring farm tools. This is 6,000 years ago. Okay? The first people who, who made musical instruments were from Cain. Yes, Cain's children. Yeah. Genesis chapter 4 verse 20 says, His brother was Jubal, the ancestor of all musicians who played the harp and the flute. These are Cain's, and this Cain's people. The inventor of what? All musicians who played the harp and the flute. So all the things we are using now were invented by Cain's children. But they were all outside of the presence of God though. Because Cain did an, a wrong thing and left he moved away from the presence of God and went outside the presence of God. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah. Okay, so Zillah gave birth to Tubal Cain, who made all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Have you seen it? All kinds of tools out of what? Bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. Yeah. All, every, I mean, you'd be surprised. They were inventors, wild guys. But all of them lived outside of the presence of God. They were here on earth. But before God, they were just existing. They were not living. You see how we don't think about a chicken when we are eating a chicken. Like, you don't think about uh, how, this chicken. How was this chicken's life? How did they end up in my soup? Oh, Lord. Which chicken is this? I, I don't know if you've noticed that you don't, you don't think about chicken when you are eating the chicken. I mean, it's, it's to be consumed, it's to be enjoyed, isn't it? A chicken's life is not, it's not, it's not important. Yeah. It's a chicken. So Cain and his children were just living like chicken. Because, you see, if you, if you notice, go, go up, go to verse 21. 
His brother was Jubal, the ancestor of all musicians who played the harp and the flute. Next verse. Then it says, Zillah gave birth to Tubal-Cain, who made all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Have you seen it? Next verse. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me, I have killed a young man because he struck me. Next verse. If seven lives are taken to pay for killing Cain, 77 will be taken if anyone kills me. <laughs> Next verse. Okay, Adam and his wife had another son. She, she said, God has given me a son to replace Abel, whom Cain killed. So she named him Seth. But what I'm trying to let you know is that all of Cain's children, Cain and his children, died without record of, there's no record of when they died, when they were born, and all of those things. In God's record, the Bible is God, a book of God's records. Okay? There's nothing like that. But when you go to Genesis chapter 5, when you look at Adam and Adam's children, all those who lived before the presence of God had a different, God gave a different record concerning their lives. So you, you see, you can, be, you can be in this world and you are actually just existing like a chicken. <laughs> or like a goat. <laughs> or like a cow. There's no record of your existence. I don't know if you get it. How many of you said uh, 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 thank you to the spoons that you used this morning? If you've eaten this morning, if you've ever eaten in your life you've, you, and you ever used spoons, did you ever say thank you to the spoons? You never say thank you to the spoons. Why? The spoons are just tools for accomplishing a particular purpose. I mean, you don't say thank you to them. So a lot of human beings are just tools in God's hands. And there's no need for God to say thank you to them. They can be used to invent things. You see, the inventor of all these musical it's good for us. We are using it. The church is using it. The house of God is using it. But God didn't say thank you to them. God didn't record their ages and all of that. But if you look at Genesis chapter 5, it says the list of the descendants of Adam, when God created human beings, he made them like himself. Next verse. Male and female created them. Bless them. Next verse. Next verse. Okay, now look at this. And Adam lived 130 years and gave birth to a son in his own likeness after his image and called him, called his name Seth. Have you seen it? Did you see that with Cain? You see, in Cain's case, you never saw years be mentioned and when he gave birth and all of that. There's nothing like that. Next verse. We can, we can read BBE. So that's easier for everybody. And after the birth of Seth, Adam went on living for 800 years and had sons and daughters. And all the years of Adam's life were 930 and he came to his end. So Adam's life was recorded. How he died, at what time he died, everything was recorded. Why? Because in the, he was living in the presence of God. And he was living for the purposes of God. So God, could, God had to record. It's like uh, uh, you having a, having a phone that um, had a problem. I mean, you, you will take the phone from a pair, isn't it? You have some records that, oh, we did this, we did that. If you are building, you have records of the amount of cement you bought at this time. And you check. But if, if, there, if you are not existing for any purpose, we don't check about anything. We don't check anything. Yeah. Look at the next verse. And Seth was 105 years old when he became the father of Enosh. So the, the time he became a father was recorded. But there's nothing like that with Cain. Why? Because Cain and his children were just tools. This morning you will not be a tool. You will just, just be a tool. I said you will not just be a tool, an equipment in this life. Yeah. A lot of people are just equipment. 
Yeah. Yes, they are just equipments moving around. They can be replaced at any time. But when you give your life to Christ, purpose starts. Your, God records that you are now born. Yes, God records that you are now born. You are now born. You are now existing. Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't want my life to just be a tool. I want to exist for a reason. Yes. I want my life to matter to God, to the one who made the heavens and the earth. See, I want my life to matter to God who created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Your life must matter to God. So important. What is the use of building houses, buying cars, and all of that, and dying and leaving them? And then a foolish person comes to inherit them and does all kinds of things to them. What, what, what's the use? Is that all your life was about? You think you are the first person to live here on earth? There are greater men who have come. Wilder people who have come before you. Solomon said, you think you can enjoy more than me? If you can enjoy more than me, you'll be arrested. That's what Solomon said. Solomon said, I am the, so I enjoyed. If you, he said, if you can eat more than me, then you'll be arrested. If you, can be, if you can enjoy more than me, you'll be arrested. That's what Solomon said. Yeah. Solomon enjoyed life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Grecian Empire thought that they were, they were the, they were the thing. They were it. They, we don't even know Greece is in, is in, is in debt. It's gone. It's all gone. The Roman Empire thought that that was it. Today, Rome, Rome is just one small place. Italy is a very small country. They don't influence anybody. Wow. Yeah. So you may, you may have it in your, in your heart. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to put things together. I'm trying to make sure. Hey. You're moving around, doing things. I'm trying to make my first million dollars. <laughs> You'll be surprised that your even your own will not go beyond fifty years. Yeah, because all these kingdoms that have come, they, some lasted for a thousand years, but then it's, it's not around today. We don't even know. Do you know Alexander the Great? A lot of. Do you know Genghis Khan? You, you don't. How about Kublai Khan? These are people who rule the whole world. Though. You don't even know them. You don't know them. Yeah. Because life is not about those things. Yeah, they were all just tools. If you don't live in line with the purposes of God, you are just a tool. Hallelujah. So the born again experience is what makes you start life. Say the born again experience. is what makes me start life. Yeah, so maybe you've not started your life. You realize that you have not started your life as I'm talking. Uh, I'll lead you to Christ today. If you, are, if you are interested. You should be interested. Hallelujah. So, 12 facts eh, of the new man in Christ. Because when you become born again, you become a new man. Your, your life starts. You, you, you change. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says that if any man be in Christ... He is, not he will be. He is, it's a fact. 
He is a new creature. If you get born again, you come into Christ. And when you come into Christ, you become a new creature. You become a new man. The old man who is a sinner is taken care of. And a new man who is full of righteousness is brought. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature. A new kind of being. A new... It's like uh, seeing something that you have never seen before. Huh. When you become born again, that's what happens to you. Your old man, he says, all things are passed away. All the things concerning your old life, your life, prior to you being born, you being born again, it's taken care of. All of that is taken away. And God gives you a new life. You, be, you, get, a new, you get a new spirit. Do you see? Ezekiel chapter 36. Look at Ezekiel 36 verse 26. Ezekiel 36 26. A new heart also will I give you. This is God talking about the born again experience in the Old Testament. He says, a new heart also will I give you. Then he says, and a new spirit will I put within you. I'll give you a new spirit. So when you become born again, you receive a new spirit. You become a new person altogether. Now, if you don't know it in your head, you will never experience it. The reason why a lot of people don't experience what has happened to them is because they don't know it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. What you don't know, you will not enjoy. Do you know that as a Ghanaian, there are some countries you can go to without having a visa? You can go to, you can travel today if you want to travel today to another country without having a visa. And one of the countries is Singapore. I hear Greece is even part. Greece. Greece is part. Sorry? Yes, some of them are instant. When you get there, they give you the visa and then you enter the country. Without asking you a question, where are you from? When they ask you, where are you from? You say Ghana. Oh, okay. You are welcome. But you see, you've never, you've never traveled. <laughs> you've never sat on an airplane. You see, and the, the plane tickets to some of these places is just 1,005, 2,000. You'll sit in the economy, you'll be, you'll be gone. But you have never enjoyed it. Why? Because you don't know. You don't know. Even though it is there, you can go to Singapore today. And when you get there, they'll give you a visa and you enter. Yeah. But because you don't know. Ask your do you know what he's saying? Do you, do you, have you ever heard? Yeah, Jamaica like this. It's free. You can check visa free countries. Check, check, check it on Google. Let's put it there so that just in case you are interested and you want to travel. Stop praying for anointing to travel. It's, it's, it's very easy to travel. It's very easy. It's just... Have you noticed that? Listen, have you noticed that when you go to... Those of you who have ever gone for a visa, if you go to American embassy or Canadian embassy and you want to get a visa, they will, and you've never traveled, they'll bounce you. And they'll say that you don't have travel. The reason for your bouncing is because you don't have travel experience. If you don't know, you'll say, ah, if you don't give me the visa, how can I travel? To get experience. You see, they know that there are a lot of visa free countries that you can go to. If you want to travel, go to those places, go once, twice, thrice, and come. And come and come and apply for American visa. They'll give it to you. They'll, when they check, they realize, oh, you've traveled before, you've been able to go, you've gone, you've come. You didn't go and stay there, you went and you came. You went here, you came. You went here, you came. Oh, then it means that when you go to our country too, you will come. Hey! But because you don't know, they will bounce you. Ah. 
you go, they will bounce you. You go, they will bounce you. You go, they will bounce you. Yeah. The first time I applied to, for a UK visa, I was bounced. Then I traveled to Dubai. And traveled to South Africa. And traveled to Sierra Leone. And traveled to Nigeria. And traveled to some other two countries. Then I went back. When I went back, they gave it to me. Shop. <laughs> yeah. And before I went to the American Embassy, I've been to, some, I've, I've been to a number of countries. When I went, the first day I got there, they just gave me the visa. Just no, no questions asked. Gave me visa. Everybody, oh, visa, go. Shop. Hey. You don't know, so. <laughs> tell you, but he's telling you. He's telling you now. He's telling you now. At least now you can. Do you, do you, visa free, can you tell us some? Yes, please. Benin. Benin. Kevet. <laughs> Where? Kevet. Kevet. Belize. What? Belize. Belize. Yeah. Barbados. Barbados. Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso. <laughs> Grenada. Why, why don't you like those? Like when we mention those kind of things, I laugh. Oh, why? Grenada. Grenada. Indonesia. 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 Yeah. Very nice places in Indonesia. You can just go for your honeymoon and come back. Yeah. Gambia. Gambia. Cote d'Ivoire. Cote d'Ivoire. Haiti. Haiti. Guinea Bissau. Haiti is close to America. When you go to Haiti and you come back, they'll say, oh, you will go again. Yeah. Guinea Bissau. Guinea Bissau. Kenya. Kenya. Kenya Bang- is very nice. Nairobi is very nice. Yeah. 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 I may go to Nairobi in December just to go and relax more and come. Wow. Vi- no, no. Visa free. Just go. If you have tickets and you have a hotel, you, can, you just go and go and walk on the beaches and then you come back. It's as simple as that. Go and look at lions, uh, uh, tigers, and all of that and come back. Hey! Uh, which one? Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Visa Domin- free. Dominica. Dominica. Jamaica. Jamaica. Irish. <laughs> Nigeria. Nigeria, of course. La- Nigeria. Liberia. Liberia. Mm-hmm. Cambodia. Cambodia. Yes, even Cambodia. Yeah. Yeah. St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Yes. St. Vincent and Grenad- Grenadines. Uh-huh. Comoros. Comoros Island. These are yes. islands. Wow. Are, do you like what I'm telling you or you don't like what I'm telling you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Eswatini. Eswatini, yeah. That's a uh, uh, former, uh, what's it called? Uh, Swaziland. Swaziland. Yeah. Beautiful country. Yeah. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Tanzania. Tanzania. Uganda. Uganda. Yeah. All these countries. Is it finished? Singapore is also inside. So that they know that Singapore is Singapore inside. Singapore is inside. Which, are, which other one? Rwanda. Wow. There are so many. Qatar. Yeah. Singapore is inside. Singapore is inside. Ecuador. And, and Singapore is nicer than m- most countries, a lot of countries. Mauritius. Mauritius. Seychelles. Seychelles Island. Free. Just Trinidad and Tobago. Where? Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. It's, nice, it's very nice. Nicer than most countries. Are, are you seeing what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. But because you don't know. Same with the born again experience. A lot of things can happen to you in the spirit. But because you don't know what has happened to you in your mind. You will be struggling for nothing. You will be bouncing your visa in the spirit. You can't go. You can't have this. You can't have that. Because, all because you don't know what you have. If only you knew, you have, you'll be a different. That's why I'm trying to talk to you about it. 
Yes. When you get born again, new man, new heart, new spirits, new life, new everything. All your past, I mean, Charlie, all your past is gone. No? All your past of fornication, abortion, we, all those things is wiped out completely just by believing in Jesus Christ. If you don't like this, what do you like? How many of you are interested in what I'm talking about? Yeah. If, I, if you want your past to be wiped away, wiped off, clean, fresh start, you need to be born again. Yeah. So, a man called Paul, who was earlier on called Saul, was a killer. He had killed people. He had done many bad things. And he met Jesus. When he got born again, he said some things about his life. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, or I, I was crucified with Christ. My old man was crucified with Christ. Eh? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. He says, I was crucified with Christ. My old man was crucified with Christ. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Same guy, same gentleman. He says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Jesus, with him. So that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. He says, my old man was crucified. So immediately we come born again, your old man is crucified. The, the old is gone. A new has come. New life. New grace. New joy. Yeah, it has come. Newness. Yes, and this new man is the workmanship of God. This new man is the best act, best work of God. You see, God made all the heavens. There are, there are stars that are 10 billion times bigger than our sun. You know, the sun that we, we see here now is more than a thousand times bigger than this, our earth. Hallelujah. What's the name of that star that is? Stevenson 218. Uh, you can Google it. Stevenson 218. It is 10 billion times bigger than our sun. And it is a star. Betelgeuse. Canis Majoris. Antares. These are big, 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 big. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The sun is more than a thousand times. Like you need 1,000 suns, 1,000 earths to make one sun. This our sun. And this our sun, okay, you need 10 billion, not 10 million, 10 billion, 1, 2, 3, 10 billion of it to make a certain star called Stevenson 216. 218. Yeah. Can you imagine? And all that is God's handiwork. God made them all. God made all these things. Yeah. God made all these things. And yet God says that you, the new creation, the one he gives birth to, when you become born again, you are his best. You are his nicest, his greatest, his most powerful, everything. Yeah. That's in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Look at Ephesians 2 verse 10. For we are God's workmanship. We are his workmanship. If you are born again, you are the workmanship of God. You are the, the let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is nicer. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, 
recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Eh? Do you have NIV? NIV. For we are God's workmanship. It's still saying workmanship. I want one that to say something else. Handiwork. This word, NLT. For we are God's masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. Out of all the things God has done, he says that the new man, eh? he says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew. Or giving back to us again, the born again experience, makes you God's masterpiece. How many of you are born again here? You are God's masterpiece. You are God's best. You are God's best of all. And you better believe it. You have to believe it. Yeah, you have to believe it. You are God's best. You are, you are, you are so precious to God. Yeah. If you are not born again, you are not, you are not precious like that. But when you become born again, you, are God's, you become God's best. Yeah. I'll never fail in my life. Because I know I'm God's best. Yes, I'm God's best. I'm God's nicest of them all. His greatest of them all. Yeah, Stevenson 218 is big and nice and wonderful. But you are bigger and nicer and more interesting, more wonderful than, than, than anything you can think about. Yes, out of all of the things that God has made, you are his best. You are God's best. If you if you if you will believe in that, it will make a difference in your life. Yes. It to prevent you from allowing a certain small boy, foolish boy, to come and deceive you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need a certain boy's words to know how special you are. Someone who will be deceiving you. He will tell you, take my heart. I love you, baby. When I see you. I don't know what to do with myself. Baby, I get confused. No, eh, no, eh, no, eh, eh. When I see you, I can't, when I can't, I don't see I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You are the air that I breathe. It's amazing how the ladies today believe in these things. It's amazing. It's am- I honestly don't understand. It's a mystery. It's a very great mystery. I, I wonder how they still like. Then they are. Oh. I, 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 I can't. I can't imagine what you are saying. Wow. Even you, you don't believe. You that you are saying that you don't believe. But the lady believes it. Clap for all ladies here. Clap for all ladies here. You are too powerful. Ladies can believe very easily. Yeah, you are believers, I tell you. A guy will tell you, you are my world. You are all I have. Give me words. Give me words. You're you my Stevenson 218. <laughs> hey! 
and amazing the ladies they believed it too. Wow. Pastor. Pastor, you don't understand. Pastor, if, if only you can meet this guy. You understand why I am falling in love with him. Pastor, he has been taking me out. Nobody has taken me out in my life. He has taken me out. Pastor, he bought me KFC. Do you understand? He bought me KFC. If you don't know that God, God thinks that you are very important. You, KFC will be used to, to do something to you. Oh, the number of ladies who have had jollof rice or fried rice being used to toast them. You'll be surprised. Ooh. Indomie, even Indomie. Oh, Charlie. You know fine. You know fine. Tell the closest lady by you, you are God's best. Yeah. You are God's best. Don't let any man deceive you. Hallelujah. So what that what does that is that believing in this brings you value. Do you see? It brings value into your life. You realize that you are valuable. You are valuable to God. You are valuable to the one who, who matters the most in all the universe. You are, you are value to him. Yes. You are value to him. Yeah. And because you are valuable, you are to be treated right. So you insist on it. You will not just allow anybody to. Yes. Yes. When life is trying to treat you in a certain way, you tell life like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm important. I'm important to God. You can't, you can't be treating me anyhow. Yeah. Sometimes, because we don't know how valuable we are, you can have, do you know banks, do you know hotels are built for human beings? Like you and me. Yeah, but because a lot of us don't understand our value and don't think that we are something, there can be a very nice hotel, but you will never enter. Every time, you're afraid to enter. When you see it, you just, hey, it's only rich people who go here. Because you, don't, you feel that you are not... Like you are nothing. You feel that, oh. But you can, all the hotels that are around were built for, Kim Pisky was built for you. You don't, have to, you don't have to have any money. Just enter and walk around and enjoy the ambience. Go and sit by the poolside. Yeah, you can, you can just do that. There's not, nobody, nobody will arrest you. Just dress nicely, that's all. Just dress nicely and enter. And you'll be fine. Yeah. You can go and drink their water. Free of charge. Or go and sit at their restaurant and just say you, you want Coke. It may be 25 cities, but it's fine. You just 25 cities, you get your Coke. They will bring you. You can use their washroom for free. If you are walking through town and realize that you want to wee-wee or you want to poo-poo, just, just enter. And then you tell them, I've come, I'll be back. Just enter and then. I'm making some inquiries. You just enter the washroom. Yeah. But because a lot of people feel that they are not... They are not important. They feel like these things were not done for them. So they never, they never enjoy it. Yeah. When you have a problem, you look for the nearest bush. When there's a hotel, just by the bush. Slap your neighbor and say, you, are, you have value. You, are, you have value, Charlie. You have value. Yeah. Knowing how valuable you are to God brings confidence to you. Yeah, when you when you are doing something, when you are starting a business, you know that you have value. Yes, there's confidence. It will work. 
Why? Because I'm God's, I'm God's best. Therefore, whatever I do has excellence in it. Are you, are you seeing what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm God's best. Yes. The spirit of excellence is working in me. Yes. Everything God made is excellent. There's no human being who is not, there's no lady who is not beautiful. Every lady is beautiful. If you're a lady here and you think that you're not beautiful, I'm talking to you right now. Every lady is beautiful. Every lady. Every lady is beautiful. Every girl. And every boy is also fearfully made. Yes. It's a compliment, I tell you. Hallelujah. You know, so, one of the major things that happens to you, so I've mentioned one of the major things that happens to you, right? What did I say? Your value, right? Your value. You are God's workmanship. Okay? Are you born again? You are God's workmanship. See, I'm God's workmanship. Or I am God's masterpiece. That's one of the things. Okay? Uh-huh. But it's not in my notes. This one, what I told you now, is not in my notes. What I've put in my notes as the first one is that you are, you are the righteousness of God and not a sinner. Are you born again? Because you're born again, one of the major facts about your life is that you are righteous and not a sinner. There are, uh, there are a lot of Christians who are struggling with this particular knowledge. And this particular fact. So many. Meanwhile, the one who made you as a born again child of God says something else. He says, a lot of Christians think that they are sinners, that they are bad, they are not good, they can't, they, they, nothing good can come out of their lives. A lot of Christians, so many all over the place, all over the place, think that they are not, they are not good. There's so much sin consciousness amongst Christians, it is, it is embarrassing. They think it's humility. It's not humility. It's not being spiritual. It is being foolish. Yeah. Because God says something else and you also think something else. God says that you are good. God says that you are correct. God says, are you born again? Yeah. The qualification to becoming good before God is the born again experience. It's salvation. The qualification to becoming wonderful before God and becoming acceptable before God is the born again experience. God says that you are accepted in, in his presence and you say that, no, I'm not. Yes, let God be true and all men be lies. Are you in the church? You have to believe it. And I want to show you some things about, about what I'm saying. Okay? Look at which one do you like? Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. A lot of Christians believe in the sin of Adam more than they believe in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. A lot of Christians, a lot, you see, we all believe that because of Adam, we are sinners. We are so convinced about it, so strongly. Me, I know that I'm a sinner. We even pray with it when we are praying. So before we start our prayers, we say that, and as it is written in the Bible, for all have sinned and are fallen short of the glory of God. Lord, we know we have sinned. You know we are sinners. You know I'm a sinner. I'm an unworthy sinner. I am but a worm, oh Lord. You know. My righteousness is as filthy rags. You know that I'm a very, I'm a stupid, foolish, bad boy. You know. You see, but this, this scripture here, you see, look at this. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This scripture was not just, it's not just on its own. It's not an island in the Bible. It came from somewhere. 
Okay? It came from, and it's even going somewhere. It's like, uh, 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 I'm talking about somebody. I say, um, uh, Laurentia, right? So I say, Laurentia is fair. She's tall. She's in, she's in KNUST. By the way, Laurentia is a girl. Then I continue. What year? She's in second year. You see, when I said, when I said by the way, uh, Laurentia is a girl, and you, you just focus on that. By the way. It's just by the way. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm trying to describe somebody to you. Something more. About the person than the person's gender. It was just an addition. It's just by the way. I don't know if you get it. This scripture is, is a by the way scripture in the Bible. Hey. So let's go to verse, 10, verse, verse 20. And read from verse 20 all the way to verse 25. Okay? Can I read it to you? Yeah. You are, are you born again? A fact of the new life, now that you have the new life, is that you are righteous and not a sinner. You need to believe it. You need to trust it. The more righteousness conscious you are, the more right living you enjoy. The more sin consciousness you, you, you have, the more sin you produce. The reason why a lot of Christians produce sin and do foolish things is because of what they are thinking they are. They feel that they are sinners and therefore they will sin. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh, you'll be surprised that some things will leave your life permanently if only you change your mindset about what, what you believe concerning yourself. Yes. You need to change your mind concerning, concerning yourself, concerning what you believe. Look at this. Let's read uh, the Amplified. I want something that is easier. It's too much. Let's read um, BBE. He says, because by the works of the Lord, no man is able to have righteousness in his, si- his eyes. What is righteousness? Righteousness is being acceptable to God. Righteousness is being not, standing before God without any guilt. You understand? Yeah. Because of sin, everybody is afraid of God. But righteousness is what gives you an ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt. Or fear. Or uh, 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 any sense of condemnation. Inferiority. Are you in the church? Yes. Righteousness is being acceptable to God. Becoming God's friend. Becoming someone who can flow with God. Do you see? Hmm. You see, you can't stay with a lion. Why? Because you're afraid of that. You're afraid of the lion. Is it true? So sin makes you afraid of God. Huh. Sin is what makes you a fellow lion. God is a lion. I'm not saying God is literally a lion. He's, he's, he's used to describe one of his personalities. Okay? Uh, it's just an example. Righteousness makes you like a lion to be able to stand with God with boldness. And because you stand with God with boldness, you can stand against the devil with also, with, also with boldness. When, when bad things... You do know, a lot of Christians uh, feel that bad things should happen to them. Like if you are sick. Uh, I know because I did this and I did that. I did that. That's why all these things are coming into me. God is punishing me. Like I don't have money. I've not had money in the last one year or two years or three years of my life because I did some abortion some time ago. That's why all these things are happening in my life. I know, I know. The baby's crying. The baby's blood is crying against me. Wow. wow. Abortion is not good, but that, that is not why some things happen to you. A lot, of, a lot of Christians feel that some bad things should happen because of some things that they did. No, it's not supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So righteousness is 
acceptance before God. And it's a gift that God gives to everybody. If you become born again, God gives it to you as a gift. It's called the gift of righteousness. And I want to show you where that other scripture came. That makes a lot of Christians feel that they are sinners and that they are not good where it came from. Okay? It says, because by the words of the law, no, no man is able to have righteousness in, in his eyes. By, the words of, by, by trying to fulfill the law of Moses, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that. Thou shalt. You, can't, you can't keep the law of Moses. You can't. And if you falter in one place, you are faulted in all. You can keep, thou shalt not disrespect your parents. You can keep, thou shalt not commit adultery. You can keep, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. And then you, you break, thou shalt not worship any other god. And then all the other, other ones is gone. You, you, you've, broken, you've broken everything. It's not possible. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not possible. You see. With the Holy Spirit, it's possible. But without the Holy Spirit, it's not possible. So it says that by the works, by doing, trying to fulfill the law, there's no righteousness. You can't be righteous before the Lord. You can't be accepted before the Lord. You still be afraid. Why? For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. The law gives you knowledge of sin. The law brings you, the more, if you know thou shalt not touch this, you know that thou shalt not touch this. And because you know that you are not supposed to touch this, the human nature will bring touch to it. You, you, you eat here. They say you should not touch this. You come and do your kitchen here. Have you ever told a child not to put the TV on before? Or not to touch a particular toy? The child will always be around. I remember years ago, I was in class three. And my mother bought some shoes that had lights around it. Like when you step on the floor, the lights will come. And she told me I shouldn't touch it because she wanted to give it to me at a particular time. But I knew where she had kept it. So you know what I was doing? When she goes to, 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 to town to, to work, I'll just go for it and wear it in the room. <laughs> because when I get out and my siblings see me, I'll be reported. So I'll be wearing it in the room and then the lights will be coming on. Then I'll be looking at it. I remember very clear. I was just, I was just in class three. And I, I was doing that. Until the, the, the battery, the lights. <laughs> so the day they gave it to me, the lights were not coming. And we all know what was going on, but I knew what they had done. When they say you shouldn't take it, that is, well, that is what you go, that's, that's human nature. I see. So he says that human nature prevents you from obeying God. Do you see? Uh-huh. Next verse. Because of that, because human nature prevents you from obeying God, and the Lord does not help in any way. The law of Moses does not help in any way. He says, because of that, the law says, but now without the law, there's a revelation of the righteousness of God. God has brought a rep- another thing called his righteousness. His righteousness has been made available, okay, without the law. It has nothing to do with the law. It is outside of the law. There was a righteousness that came by virtue of the law. If you're able to keep all the law, you are described as righteous before God. If you break one, you are, you are a sinner. I see it. But God made something else available. It's like uh, the main road to Kumasi. Okay? There's a main road to Kumasi. But nobody's able to get to Kumasi because of the problems on the road. Then someone, a new government comes and says, I'm doing another road to Kumasi. That is different from the old, the old road. It has nothing to do with the old road. I don't know if you get it. It's a new road altogether. Better, whatever. No portals, nothing. Three carriageway here, another one here, going and coming. Will you go and use the old one that is full of? You will not go and use the old one. You will use a new one. Is it true? 
Uh-huh. So God made another way available. Apart from the righteousness that came by the way of the law. He made another way available. Called the righteousness which is of God by faith in Jesus Christ. So he says, but now the, the law, let's read King James. I think I'm, I'm, I read these, thing, these things in King James. So I'm reading it in King James in my mind. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Then it says, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. In other words, the, the law of Moses spoke about the righteousness of this particular righteousness that was going to come. And the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all those books spoke about this righteousness that was also going to come. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. Next verse. And this righteousness is independent of the law. It has nothing to do with the law. It's a new road altogether. Even the righteousness of God, which is by what? Which is by? Are you in the church? Which is by? Which is by faith of Jesus Christ, of faith in Jesus Christ. So there's this new righteousness, which comes to you by believing in Jesus Christ. When you believe in Jesus Christ, this righteousness is given to you. A new and a living way is made for you to come to God. Now you are with God. Now you are acceptable with God. Why? Because you believe in Jesus Christ. God thinks you are okay. God thinks you are nice. God thinks you are correct. Hey! Easy English. Do you have easy English? They don't have easy English. You have one. Uh huh. Read it to us. Easy English. I'm reading from verse 20. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Nobody can become completely right with God because they have obeyed Moses' rules. Those rules only cause people to know clearly how sinful they themselves are. But now, God has shown the way that he will accept people as right with himself. This way does not need Moses' rules. But Moses' rules and the prophet's messages told us about this new way. Exactly. God accepts people as right with himself because they believe Jesus Christ. That's all. Read that particular part again, the last part you just read. God accepts God accepts people as right with himself. God accepts people as right with himself because of what? They believe Jesus Christ. Because they believe Jesus Christ. Have you believed in Jesus Christ? Yeah. So you are accepted before God. That's, that's it. Not because of what you do or do not do. Hey. But you have a lot of Christians who are trying to do something to be acceptable before God. Their prayer is informed by what they did or did not do. So if you did something wrong, you can't pray. Yeah. Are you in the church? Yeah. Have you ever experienced it before? Yeah. You masturbated on Saturday night. So Sunday morning, you don't want to come to church. Hey! You start giving me a school. I don't know. I, I'm sick. I don't know if the Lord is even interested in me anymore. Hey! I nearly said, lift your hand if you know what I'm talking about. I will not say it. I will not say it. Hallelujah. Yeah, for security reasons, I can't say it. Uh-huh. Saturday night. Something happened on Saturday night. So you, you don't want to come, you don't want to come to church at all. Hey. You went for a wild party. And amazing, there are a lot of Christians who have done bye-bye to God for a very long time. Like they, they God is so they've separated themselves so far away from God because of something they did. Meanwhile, God is saying, Ah, my friend. Whatever you did, you did that. You did around me. I was there when you were doing it. Uh, it's fine. Let's let's be around. I, I still like you, anyways. 
and then we are saying, mm. I don't think that. You see, our minds make us feel that we are not correct. Wow. The reason why you do the foolish things is because you've forgotten that God is with you. And God is, you are acceptable before God. You feel that you are not. So, I mean, let me do whatever I want to do. That is why you do what you, the, the wrong things. But when you understand that God is with you, and God is in you, and God is for you, and, and God likes you, and God wants you, it informs or changes the way you, you live. Hallelujah. It changes the way you live. You accept it. Tell your, your neighbor you accepted before God. You are. You may have done some bad things as a child of God, as a Christian. Very bad things. But remember that you are still accepted before God. Okay? Yeah. It is the devil who makes you think that you are not. It makes you think that don't even, don't even stay around. You are too dirty. You are too dirty. Look at your face like uh, uh, rotten tomatoes. This, this is the devil talking to you. The devil will be talking to you. You come to church, they say, lift up, lift up holy hands. Just when you're about to, when they, they are watching and say, let's lift up holy hands and just, as you're coming to lift, then the devil will say, hey, hey, sister, hey, are you, are you, which holy hands are you talking about? Who, who are you? Which holy hands? Are you, your hands. My friend, put your hands now. And then your hands goes down quietly. Hmm. And then the, the preacher makes it even worse. Because when the preacher comes, he starts mentioning your sins. And starts telling you that you are not correct. If only you drop this and drop that and drop that, God will come close to you. If only you stop doing those things. It's not supposed to be like that. All the preacher is supposed to do is to lift the mirror of God for you to see who you have become. The more you see who you have become, the more you will live the way you are supposed to live. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the preacher but the preacher also will not because sometimes the preacher is also struggling never forget that the preacher and you are not different the preacher and you they are the same you are the same you are not so different at all the problems of pastors are not different from the problems of church members yes very similar yeah yeah children of God fornicate pastors also fornicate yeah, there are pastors who do all kinds of things. All because of what I'm talking about. They don't know what has happened to them. So they still see themselves as people who are not correct. So they keep, the devil, and the devil keeps pouring more fuel into the fire. You are not good. Look at your face. Look at yourself. You are, you are a bad boy. Meanwhile, you are born again. You are born again. And then you keep feeling guilty and guilty. And you f- keep feeling bad. You keep drawing farther and farther away from God. Yeah. This morning, God is calling you to come closer. Because you accepted before him. It's a gift. Your acceptance before him is a gift. And it came through Jesus Christ. It came through you believing in Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? Even the righteousness of God. Read that one. It's English. Verse 21. But now God has shown the way that he will accept people as right with himself. Yeah. This way does not need Moses' rules. Yeah. But Moses' rules and the prophet's messages told us about this Spoke new way. about this new living way. Uh-huh. God accepts people as right with himself because they believe Jesus Christ. God accepts people as what? Right, right with, with himself. himself. How? 
because, because they believe Jesus Christ. They believe Jesus Christ. Now, the next verse is what has been a problem for many people. That's verse 23. So read it in your Bible. God does, God does this for every person who believes Christ. There's God no... does this for everyone who believes where? Christ. Everybody. Now, prior to this, all this, if you go up from verse 1, you will see that he was talking about Jews and Gentiles. The whole world was divided into two. Okay? Jews and Gentiles. Okay? The Jews were those who were descendants of Abraham. And the Gentiles were those who were not descendants of Abraham. Or rather, descendants of Jacob. The Jews were the ones who had the law. What made them Jews was the covenant that God had with them through Moses. Uh, through, through Abraham, not Moses. Through Abraham. Okay? And then the Gentiles were not in covenant with God because they, were, they, were out, they didn't have the law, so they were outside of the law. But the Jews who had the law were breaking the law. They couldn't, they couldn't, they weren't acceptable before God. You should read about Israel. You will see how Israel became, you see, God took people from the land of Canaan because they were idol worshippers and he used Israel to take them out. Okay? When the Israelites came into the land of Canaan, they sinned more than the people they took out. Their idol worship was to another level altogether. They did beyond what God saw the other group do. So, this book is trying to let you know that both the Jew and the Gentile are all not correct before God. Whether they have law or do not have law. It doesn't make any, They are all not correct. That is why, because they are all not correct, that is why God has brought a new way through Jesus Christ for all these two people. Why for all this? Because these two people have all sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So God has brought this new living way so that everybody can go to this new living way. I don't know if you understand it. That is why we have Romans 3.23. Do you see? So verse 22 says that, go, go to verse 22. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference, no difference between who and who? The Jews and the Gentiles. Why? Because all of them, you see, and it, it's, not, it's not a full stop. Go back. Go back to the verse before this. It's a colon. Do you understand colon? Colon means that what is coming is coming to explain the reason for what has been said. So there's no difference. Why? Because all have sinned and have fallen. All the Jews and all the Gentiles have sinned. Not Christians. All the Jews and all the Gentiles have sinned. That is why a new way has been made through Jesus Christ. Called salvation. Salvation is what brings you righteousness. So you can read yours. You can read what is in yours. From verse 22 to 23. Uh-huh. God accepts people as right with himself because they believe Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. God does this for every person who believes Christ. Uh-huh. There is no difference between people. Verse 23. Uh-huh. All because all people are the same because all, all of them are sinful. are the same. Because what? Because all of them are sinful. Because all of them are sinful. All people are sinful. Uh-huh. Next verse. They are not good and great as God wanted them to be. They are not good and great and great as, as God, God wanted, wanted them, them to be. be. Uh-huh. Verse twenty-four. Uh-huh. But because God is so very kind, but because God is so very kind, He accepts people as right with Himself. He accepts people as right in, with Himself. That is God's gift. That is God's gift. Which God's people, gift. Uh-huh. which people do not have to pay for. Which people do not have to pay for. It's free. It's a gift. You don't have to pay for it. How do you receive that gift? It's in Jesus Christ. I think the rest. Did you yes. say? Uh huh. 
God accepts us as right with himself by Christ Jesus. God who accepts us as right with himself by who? Christ Jesus. Have you believed in Jesus Christ, our Lord and personal Savior? Ask your neighbor, have you believed in Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Are you born again? If you are born again, you are righteous. You have received the gift, the free gift of righteousness because of Jesus' sacrifice. It's as simple as that. Oh, Charlie. But you have a lot of Christians struggling. Oh, Lord, you know, I don't know myself. My Lord, <laughs> Saying all kinds of things in their prayer. Yeah. People have had to pay for their sins. They've tried. People have tried in their old, in their old to try to pay for their sins. There were, there were priests, Catholic priests, who would lash themselves. They would, fl- they, would t- they would tear their backs because they, were, they knew they were not correct. Like, they have done something wrong. Maybe they looked at something, a lady the wrong way. Then they lash, they, they lash themselves. Yeah. They lash themselves. Romans 6, 9. Romans 6, 9. Romans 6, yeah. It's not a small thing. Lash them. But the, this, this has always been there. It's, not, it's always been there. The, a new way through Jesus Christ. Continue reading. Finish that one. Verse 24 again. But because God is so very kind, mm. he accepts people as right with himself. Wow. Because God is so very kind. It is his kindness. It is God's kindness to you. So he accepts you to himself. How? Uh-huh. He accepts people as right in himself. Uh-huh. That is God's gift, that which people do not have to pay for. Uh-huh. God accepts us as right with himself by Christ Jesus, who bought us to make us free. Can you imagine? He accepts us by Christ Jesus, who bought us to make us free. Are you born again? Yeah. You have been bought. And hence you are free. Yeah. 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 See, I'm righteous. I'm not a sinner. Yeah, so stop saying that. That, oh, I'm a sinner. Lord, you know I'm a sinner. Lord, you, you are reminding him of something he, do, he doesn't even remember. You are reminding him of your past that has passed a long time ago. So what do you do if you do something wrong? The Bible says that if you sin, the fact that you sin does not mean that you're a sinner. If you do something wrong, he says, confess your sins to him because he's faithful and just to forgive you. You were not faithful to him. You were not faithful to him because you did something wrong. He's with you, but then you did something wrong. So in your unfaithfulness, he says he is, he is faithful. God is faithful. That's John chapter, first John chapter 1 verse 9. For if we confess our sins, so what you need to do is to confess your sins. If you did something wrong, confess it. You realize that you, have, you just, you just, you're a child of God, but then you've done something wrong. What do you need to do? Confess your sin. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. God is faithful and just. He is faithful and righteous. The word just is righteous. He is faithful and just to forgive. His faithfulness and justness or righteousness is expressed in his forgiveness. He is faithful and just to forgive you of all your what? Your unrighteousness. Eh? And to, he forgives you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. He says confess your sin. Confess what you have done. So, you smoked. Oh, Father, I just smoked some weed. Oh, Lord, this thing I've been trying to stop. I confess to you. I stopped for the last two weeks, but I don't know what happened. This foolish boy came to influence me. Ah! And I smoked this thing. Lord, please forgive me. I throw it away. I confess to you. And I receive forgiveness from you for myself. You see, I receive forgiveness from, from you for myself. 
Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you that you are faithful and just. And thank you that you are granting me strength to live the way you want me to live and not go along this line. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's how you do it. Yes. That's how you do it. Verse 25. It's in verse 25. Romans chapter 3, verse 25 now. Read it to us, please. God chose to offer Christ as a sacrifice so that he could forgive sinful people. God sent Christ to bleed and to die. Have you seen it? Let, read that again. God what? God chose to offer Christ. God chose to offer Jesus Christ as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. So that he could forgive for sinful sin. people. So that he could what? Forgive sinful people. So that he could forgive sinful people. Eh? There are two classes. I mean, forgiving you of the nature of sin, taking the nature of sin away, and forgiving you of all the, the, the sins, the small, small things that you will do as a child of God, or you will end up... You see, a child, a child, when you grow, when you, grow you stop doing some things. You see, a child falls easily when it is trying to learn how to walk, or when, even when it's, it learns how to walk and it's trying to run. Okay? Yeah. They fall. Is it true? They fall all the time. But when was the last time you fell? Do you remember the last time you fell? I don't even remember. He doesn't remember. Sweetheart, when was the last time you fell? You fell down. I can't remember. She can't remember. How about you? When was the last time you fell? Amanda, when was the last time you fell? You fell down. Like, you were going... You just fell. When was the last time? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. If, if you fall, as a, as, a, as a grown-up, you fall because you are not looking where you are supposed to be looking. Maybe you slipped. You, 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 you are trying to climb and then you slipped and then you fell. Do you see? Uh-huh. So, when you become born again, you are born again as a baby. And you grow, you start growing through the word and through the spirit. You may falter, you may do some things, some wrong things, but it doesn't mean that that is your life. That is happening because you are still growing. When you grow up and you mature, as you are supposed to, when you grow, you will not fall. Yes, there's a place in God where you don't you don't do you don't sin. First John three nine. It is in the Bible. There's a place in God. As you grow up in the Lord, you get to a place where sin is is ancient, is of the past. The, the outward sins, fornication, this one, adultery, it's, it's it's so alien to you. The sins now comes into your mind, but the thoughts that come to your mind is what you struggle with, not actions. You pass actions, but if you are not growing as a child of God, you realize that you're always. You're always falling on the... Always falling because you are not growing. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yeah. Whosoever is born of God. Are you born of God? He says, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. He does not. Why? For his seed, God's seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin. Yes, the word of God remains in him. He cannot sin. Why? Because he's born of God. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yeah. So Christians who fall and do all kinds of wrong things... Have that because they are still babies. They are not growing as they are supposed to. It's either they just got born again, or they've been born again for a long while, but they are not changing. They are not growing as they are supposed to. Because your call has happened. Very, very, it's happening, or something is going on. That's why they can't go as they are supposed to. But the, the, the word of God is a cure. The word of God cures you. Before long, you, all these things are alien to you. Are you in the church? Yes. Yes. So you are righteous. Don't believe in Adam's. Hmm? Are you in the church? Yeah. 
I had 12 things to share with you. I've just shared one. Hallelujah. Can I share some more with you? How God weeps to see his children curse him and say things. I don't know if I'm good enough, if I'm okay enough. Lord, why, why am I not changing? Why am I so bad? You see, it's because you are looking at the wrong things. You're always looking at the wrong things. You're not looking at the word. If you look at the word, you see things differently. And to change your perspective. To change your perspective. And to change your perspective. Hallelujah. To change, you'll be surprised. Look at Romans, Romans chapter 5. Let's read from verse 14. Romans 5 from verse 14. Let's read it in the BBE. But still, death had power from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not done wrong like Adam, who is a picture of him who was to come. Next verse. But the free giving of God is not like the wrongdoing of man. For if by the wrongdoing of one man, who is that one man? Adam. Death came to numbers of men, all men. How much more did the grace of God and the free given by the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, come to men. I don't know if it's making any sense. Is it making any sense? There's a free gift. It's called the gift of righteousness, which God gives through Jesus Christ. I've showed you that. There's a, there's a gift, a foolish gift, which is this gift of sin that comes through Adam as well. You don't need to do anything. You just, when you're born as a human being, you have it. Adam gave it to us. But if he, he says that if we if we we believe in what Adam did, what Jesus did is higher than what Adam did. Yes, what Jesus did is higher. Higher. Hallelujah. Have you learned anything since you came? Are you sure? Rise up and let's thank God for what you shared with us. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.